Welcome to Take America Back, a program of information and inspiration. Take America Back is for patriotic Christians to learn what they can do to bring America back to God. Now here is your host, Lee Watts. Hello, patriots, and welcome again to the program bringing you the news from a Christian, conservative, constitutional, and common sense perspective. What we're going to be doing this week is looking at the end of the legislative year. Yes, you may not realize it, but they have reached the end of the year for passing new laws in Kentucky. So what is going to happen is for the next 10 days, governor will be able to sign or veto bills. Then the legislature will come back in for two days after that to consider overriding any of those vetoes. So what we're going to do this week is going to give you a little roundup and saying this is what passed, this is what failed, and one more thing that you can still do about it. So let's examine what passed and what failed into new laws in Kentucky in this year's Legislative Roundup. Yeehaw, indeed. Oh, well, boy, was it a wild ride this year in Kentucky politics. Let's talk about what passed and what failed. Uh, first of all, something that passed, good bill, Senate Bill Number 8, which says you cannot, the government is not allowed to give your kids a vaccination against your wishes. They cannot force vaccinate your children. So uh, that's a wonderful bill, and uh, so glad that that one got passed. I would imagine the governor will veto that, but they do have the votes to override that veto. Now, speaking of the vaccination, let's talk about this really quick, specifically this COVID vaccination. Uh, If you look up the history of approved vaccinations, it takes about an average of 8 to 12 years. So we'll split the middle and say 10. 10 years of study to officially certify a vaccine as safe for public use. Do you realize that the FDA has not certified the COVID vaccine? All they have done is they have approved it for experimental use. So anybody who takes it, you're part of the experiment. So it's not that this is a vaccine that has been tested and approved. They're just allowing it to be tested. And anybody who takes it, you're part of the experiment. So uh, that, again, raises a big red flag for me and a whole lot of other people. I don't want to be a part of your experiment. So uh, not necessarily anti-vaccination, but I'm anti this one because I do not believe that it is safe yet. Let me ask you a question. Uh, They've come out with a flu shot, and if you got it last year, they encourage you to get the flu shot vaccine again this year and, and another one next year. Now, why is that? Well, the reason why is that this shot is only good for this one particular strain of the flu, so next year you need a different flu shot than you did last year. Uh, and it's the same thing with COVID. Uh, this thing they're giving you is only good for one version of this. If it ever changes, then this is going to be no good at all. Plus, for all those people who already had COVID and got over it, have you ever heard you can't, you'd never catch the same cold twice because your body kicked in the immune system and that is what pushed the COVID virus back out and won't allow it back in again. So everybody who had COVID and got over it, you don't need the vaccination because your body has already been vaccinated. You had this thing and it caused your antibodies of your immune system to kick in. So just thought I'd throw that in extra about being part of the experiment 
and those who've already had it and got over it, you have been naturally vaccinated against that. So there'll be zero reason for those people to actually get a vaccine shot. Let's talk about some of the other bills that passed or failed this year. Let's talk about Senate Bill 106. This failed. They did not pass this into law. This was the Save Women's Sports Act, which would prevent a man from lying and saying that he is a woman to compete in women's sports. All kinds of other states passed that this year, but not Kentucky. They didn't even let it up to the floor for a vote, and I would sure like some people to be answered why to that question. Uh, let's talk about one that uh, did pass, and that is Senate Bill number 120, where they said, you know what, we're going to put slot machines Throughout Kentucky, not only did they pass the slot machine bill, the governor has already signed that one into law, and it had an emergency clause. It's an emergency, do you realize? So that they're able to start doing that right away. Talk about something else that did not pass, and that was Senate Bill number 158, which would have gotten rid of the mask mandate in Kentucky. We've seen 16 other states that have already got rid of this, including states around us. Tennessee is now no mask, 100% open for business. Uh, Missouri that borders us, no mask, 100% open for business. And yet Kentucky businesses still have like restaurants, have to be, I think it's 60 or 40% closed still to their capacity and a lot of other things restricted. So they did not pass number 158. Let me tell you about a big one. This is huge news, something that did pass barely, and that is House Bill 563. Now, what this does is it allows parents to send their child to any public school that they want, not necessarily the one that would be in their school district. Then go to any other one, and the money follows the student. And this allows the parents to be able to choose what they would consider to be the best public school for their student. And it's really going to encourage competition and for the schools to be producing a better product. So uh, that got passed, but it barely got passed. So the governor will doubtless veto this. And so then the legislature will give a chance to override the veto. And they right now it is right on the border if they're going to have enough to override that or not. This is a great thing for our public schools. It's going to allow our students to be able to go to the best public schools. And it is one step closer to having the money, the tax money, follow the student to a private school or maybe even to a home school or church schools. Uh, and that if you choose to say, I'm going to send my kid to a private school, then the tax money that would have went with the kid goes to where they're going to school. So it's a great step toward that. Right now, it is just allowing parents to choose any public school they want. Uh, but this bill, it will be vetoed, and it is right on the borderline of having enough votes to override that veto. So let me encourage you right now that you need to call or email your state representative and senator and let them know that you would like them to support House Bill 563. Even though it's passed, we have to have those votes 
to override the veto. House Bill 563, uh, it is the School Choice Act, is really what I'm trying to call it. It's a tuition tax credit bill for public and private schools. So I uh, hope that you will contact your legislator if you'd like to call to leave a quick message for your legislator in Frankfurt. The phone number is one 800 372-7181. Well, let's talk about another bill which passed, and that is Senate Bill number 228. We talked about this one a few times as well. This is a bill to replace Mitch McConnell as the Kentucky State Senator um, because Mitch has uh, got some health problems and probably doesn't enjoy being the minority leader as much as he did being the majority leader. And the chances that he's not going to be able to finish out his six-year term are pretty high. So right now, under the law, the governor can just choose anybody he wants to replace Mitch McConnell. And he could even appoint himself. And I believe Andy Bashir would appoint himself to replace Mitch McConnell. That's happened before in Kentucky history. So Senate Bill 228 has just passed And that would say that whichever party the departing senator is from, that is going to be uh, the party that has to be chosen to replace the senator. And so uh, that has passed. So if Mitch were to be stepping down, then it will be any one of three different Republicans will be replacing him. And that would prevent Bashir from replacing the senator with himself. Let's talk about another bill which has passed, and this one has really had a bunch of yo-yo as whether it's been good or whether it's been bad, and that is House Joint Resolution 77. Now, we talked about this bill a few weeks ago, and this is a bill written by Republicans, and the original version of this said that they were going to approve every single executive order and mandate that Andy Bashir has ever issued. They had a major problem with that. Well, I'm very pleased to report to you that they passed this bill with some significant amendments that said, we're not going to pass every single thing this guy's ever did. We're going to give you a specific list of these are the specific things that we approve of and the things that we disapprove of. All of those things have to expire in a a specified number of days. So this is going to have massive impact on a whole bunch of these restrictions and regulations and the emergency powers that Governor Bashir has been abusing now for more than a year. So uh, House Joint Resolution 77 with amendments has turned out to be a good thing. Happy about that. Now let's talk about two other bills that failed, and I'm very glad that they failed. First of all, we had House Bill 561 and also House Bill 508. House Bill 508 would have made Kentucky gas tax increase, uh, and it would have been 24 cents a gallon. And House Bill 561 would have made Kentucky gas tax, on top of what you're already paying, an additional 34 cents per gallon. Well, we had enough conservatives call in saying, listen, the government taxes enough already, and both of those bills were defeated. So that is some tremendous news. Thank you to all you conservatives for help keeping our gas prices down, for being active and involved. You did make a difference, and we're all going to appreciate that at the pump. And by the way, anybody who voted for Biden, you owe the rest of us gas money. 
We'll be talking about many of the other bills which have passed or failed and the ones that get vetoed and overridden here in the coming weeks. Make sure to tune in each and every week about that. But I wanted to finish off by telling you a little bit about Kentucky's history for this month is Women's History Month. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about women's history with a notable Kentucky woman. And this is Mrs. Jane Todd Crawford. And let me tell you her story. Uh, She lived back in the 1800s, early 1800s in Kentucky, and she thought that she was pregnant, was examined, and the doctor said, no, you're not pregnant. You have a 22-and-a-half-pound ovarian tumor. So, well, the leading expert in this was a Kentucky doctor by the name of Dr. Ephraim McDowell, who practiced in Danville, Kentucky. And he says, I can, uh, I've got an experimental surgery. I think I can help you, Mrs. Crawford, but it's never been done in the world before. Everybody else says it's impossible. Well, instead of suffering through that uh, would be a very long and painful death, Mrs. Crawford got on her horse and rode 60 miles on horseback with this 22-and-a-half-pound ovarian tumor to go to this Kentucky doctor, Ephraim McDowell. And then it was on Christmas morning, of the year 1809, year Lincoln was born, that Dr. McDowell uh, conducted a surgery to remove this 22 and a half pound ovarian tumor from Mrs. Crawford. Now, Mrs. Crawford was a Christian, uh, and so that led to something very interesting. See, back in the 1800s, early 1800s, they didn't use anesthesia back then. They usually just got people liquored up. But since Mrs. Crawford was a Christian, she says, no, I will not take any alcohol. So he operated on her to remove this 22-and-a-half-pound ovarian tumor with zero anesthetic whatsoever. It is said that Mrs. Crawford sang hymns and quoted scripture to distract her mind from what was going on. The surgery was successful, and she went on to live 32 more years. She actually outlived the doctor by more than a decade. It was the very first successful surgery of that type, Uh, and so Dr. McDowell of Danville became known as the father of ovarian cancer, and his statue actually now is in the Kentucky Capitol. Let me give you a quote from Dr. McDowell about this first successful surgery of this type in the world. This is what Dr. McDowell said about the surgery of Mrs. Crawford. Quote, I can only say that the blessings of God has rested on my efforts. End quote. Giving God all the glory. A great moment of Kentucky's Christian heritage and a moment of Women's History Month. Until next week, I'm Lee Watts, encouraging you to be informed, be involved, be armed, and let freedom ring. Thanks for listening to Take America Back, a radio program part of God and Country Ministry. This is an entirely faith-supported work. If you would like to contribute to this effort or learn more about what you can do to Take America Back, visit us online at GodandCountryMinistry.com. That's GodandCountryMinistry.com.